All right, okay. Thank you very much. Any fans of Crystal Palace here? Yeah, I just wanted to say sorry because we beat you today, didn't we? Um, thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, it's really exciting to be here. Um, my family and I would like to say a big thank you to one and all our kings for their amazing welcome. We felt very much at home. Um, having come from, how many know where Ghana is? Thousands of miles away. We have um, found our feet in here. We felt very, very welcome. We want to thank you very much for just all the acts of kindness shown us, really, um, words of encouragement and all that. We really appreciate all that you've done for us. We feel very much at home here, and um, we want to say thank you to all of you. Shall we pray together? Father God, we stand in awe of you tonight. Jesus, you are everything for us. I thank you that you left your throne and you came into our world. You gave your life for us. You allowed your body to be broken and your blood was shed for us. Indeed, the just for the unjust. We praise you, Lord Jesus, and we rejoice in the fact that you have given us life. Uh, We did not reach out to you first, but you took the initiative and you came to us. And you came because you loved us. And I just want to pray for tonight and ask that you would speak to our hearts. I pray for insight and revelation. I pray, God, that you really will meet each one of us tonight as we look at the subject of faith. Would you bless our hearts? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, I want to uh, share with us briefly about faith tonight. I'll do well to be, to be very brief. I'm aware that there are, there are children amongst us, and so I was hoping to speak for four hours, uh, but I'll, I'll need to seriously consider that and then do something and say um, half an hour. So if you've got your Bibles, kindly turn with me to Mark's Gospel. I want to read a a couple of verses to us. Um, Mark chapter 10. It's a familiar story. My, My aim is to just read the passage to us and then retell the story. And then I'm hoping that I can just highlight on nine key things about faith. My hope is that we can take these things on board and then run with them in the coming year. And so from Mark chapter 10, from verse 46 to 52. When they came to Jericho, sorry, then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man named Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, 
He jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. An interesting passage. And um, to just give us a bit of a background to the story. So Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Ultimately, he's got the cross. He's going to go die on the cross for you and then myself. The Bible says to us, they come through Jericho. And as they were leaving Jericho, Jesus, together with his disciples, and then a very large crowd. The Bible doesn't tell us how many people. It just says to us, it was a very large crowd. It says Jesus, his disciples, and the very large crowd were leaving Jericho. And this man, blind Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. It was his usual place. And every day I am certain that he would come in there, sit there. And as people went past, he would beg them and ask for money. Can I have a penny? Can I have this? Can I have that? This was his everyday life, more or less. He would sit there and then beg for money. But on this particular day, a very unusual day, as he sat there begging, he could hear lots of chattering and people making a lot of noise. So I am very certain that he inquired, maybe he, he pulled on somebody's cloak and said, what is happening? And then this person must have turned to him and said, oh, don't you know, Jesus has been in town and he's actually leaving. So everybody is excited. Everybody's shouting. Everybody's jumping and dancing because Jesus has come into town. And I'm also very certain that blind Bartimaeus had heard some pretty exciting things about Jesus. The fact that he healed the sick, he could open blind eyes, he could make the blind see, he could even raise the dead. And so for blind Bartimaeus, this was his opportunity. And I want to just share this little picture with you and just have you come on board with me. I want you to imagine, okay, you work in the center of London. It's Christmas Eve, all right? And um, you have been asked by your boss to do some extra work. You have worked, 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 and it's around about 12 midnight. You're hoping to catch the last bus to your little village in the hills somewhere. If you miss this bus, there's no way you're getting home that night for Christmas, all right? You step out of your office, you check your time, you've still got five minutes. And so you're trekking. As you approach the bus station, you notice the bus just begin to make a move and leave. That's the last bus. You cannot walk home. It's freezing. It's a very, very cold night and you don't have a coat. You're looking forward to getting on board this bus and then going home, you know, in the warmth. But as you approach the bus station, you notice the bus driver is just, you know, turning onto the main road and is just leaving you. You're on about 200 meters from the bus. Now, this is my question. What are you going to do? Let me provide two possible answers. Are you going to do a Usain Bolt sprint or you're going to run like you do in a marathon? Which one would it be? Would it be a Usain Bolt sprint? 
I am very certain that many of us would even beat Usain Bolt on the night. Because we're looking at our last chance of getting on board that bus. If that bus leaves us, that's it, we're done. It was the same for blind Bartimaeus. My first point in talking about faith is this. Faith seeks Jesus. When blind Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus, the Bible said he began to shout. Jesus! Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. I want you to picture a large crowd. Interestingly, we're not told how many people. It just says a large crowd. And you've got this one man trying to get his voice heard amongst the many who were there. Maybe we should get somebody to come on stage and then try to, you know, just enact this for us. But it must have been a very, very, very loud shout. And for blind Bartimaeus, it was none other than Jesus. And you see, if we're going to walk this walk of faith in this coming year and in the years ahead, I want to say to us that faith has got to be one that gets us seeking after Jesus. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout and he was calling for Jesus. So that's my first point. Faith seeks Jesus. And I really would want to encourage us as a church. This time around, I am very certain I'm not just coming to preach and then I disappear. I'm actually going to stay amongst you and then we all work out these things together. And I felt very much God just impressed upon my heart uh, the need for us as a people to be those who just seek him more and more. I'm, I'm well aware that oftentimes we get busy with our lives and um, we, can just, we can just do a Sunday, Sunday thing. But God wants to just underline for us again the importance of coming to him again and again and again to just seek his face. God wants to draw each one of us to himself. If we're going to display and demonstrate the faith that God has given us, well, this is it. The first thing we ought to do is to make it a point to seek Jesus for ourselves. Amen. So that's the first thing I want to highlight for us. Well, I also want to say that God has provided means by which we can actually seek him. And these are things that we already know. So prayer is one of them. In our times of prayer, we, we can engage with God. You know, another way by which God has given us, by which we can seek him ultimately is worship. And I am discovering more and more that having spent a lot of time with my two toddler boys, oftentimes I sit down to worship in the morning and then I find myself going, there are two, there are four, there are six, there are eight. Dun, 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 dun. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And I'm thinking, no, Sam, you really shouldn't do that. Then I go, Bob the Builder. No, no, you really... So then I end up singing, God the Builder, you know. It's amazing. But God has provided worship and we can come to God and we can connect with him. Second thing about faith is this. Faith acknowledges Jesus. He called Jesus. He shouted out Jesus, but he also said son of David. And I just want to touch on the fact that he called him son of David. Because the prophet Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 23 verse 5, had actually prophesied. That Jesus was going to come from the line of David. And as you start the Gospels in Matthew, Matthew chapter 1 actually brings that to fulfillment. 
And so it feels very much like Bartimaeus had some kind of revelation about who Jesus was. And so he tapped into that and he actually acknowledged it. He called him son of David to that effect. And you know, one time Jesus was speaking to his disciples and then he said to them, or he asked them, who do people say I am? Then they said, well, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Others say one of the prophets. Then he, he personalized the question and he said, who do you say I am? And maybe each one of us can answer that question tonight. Who do you say Jesus is? For you, you think about that. Who is Jesus to you? And as, as he gives you revelation, I want you to acknowledge it. Not just shout it out, but revel in that truth of who Jesus is. Maybe for you, he's opened your eyes to see the fact that he's a healer. I want you to enjoy that. Maybe for you, he's opened your eyes to see the fact that he's your savior. Why don't you enjoy that? Maybe for you, he's opened your eyes to see the fact that he's your provider. Why don't you enjoy that? Faith would always acknowledge who Jesus is. Bartimaeus called him son of David. Number three, faith perseveres. This is an exciting one. In the face of all the challenges. The Bible says, as he shouted, as he called out, the people turned to him and they rebuked him. And they said to him, be quiet. Why would you say that to me? No. I like the next line. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, he shouted all the more. Which means that if the first time he went, Jesus, the second time he went, Jesus, they said to him, hey, be quiet. He has no time for you, but he will not be stopped by what people would say to him. Bartimaeus shouted the more. It was an opportunity to engage with Jesus Christ and he will not let that go past him. So even though they tried to stop him, this man persisted. He persevered. He shouted all the more. And you look, you go into, you know, Hebrews chapter 11. As we look at, you know, the hall of fame, really, you've got all those great guys of, of faith. And you can see again and again the many in there who persevered in their faith. I also want to highlight the fact that when it comes to perseverance with faith, well, you might not really like this bit. But the truth is that it is often worked out in trials and temptations and difficulties. How about that? Because that's what James says to us. James chapter 1 verses 2 to 4. It says about how our trials would make us what? Persevere. And that's how we actually build our faith. I am not saying go looking for trouble so that you would persevere. Don't, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is that when we find ourselves in difficult situations, when it feels like all the doors are being shut in our faces, we should always recognize that there is an invisible God who is with us and who sees us through the challenges. Amen. No matter what people say to us, no matter what people try to do to us, we are well aware that God is with us. A couple of years back, I, I read an article in the New Frontiers magazine. It was on the subject of grief. And in there, a couple told their story, Phil and Heather Stoddart. 
They told their story of how they had lost two of their daughters. I mean, in their prime, really. And uh, when I read that article, I was... Yeah, it was, a, it was a difficult one for me because I thought, how do you cope in a situation like this? But one thing they made clear in that article was the fact that God had been with them through those challenges. And I remember saying to myself, I really would like to meet this couple. Lo and behold, a few years down the line, they came out to Ghana. And so I finally met Steve, uh, sorry, Phil and then Heather Stoddart. And I remember saying to them or asking them, can you please tell me a bit about your story? How did you cope, you know, with losing your two daughters? And the one thing they, that kept coming up again and again was the fact that God was with us in those trying moments. I said to them, I don't think I could have coped. It must have been really, really hard. They said, yes, Sam, we, we, we know that. But you know what? Even in those difficulties... God is very often there with us. And I want us to know this tonight from God's word. When challenges come, even when people rebuke us, we do not stop there, but we persevere. We push through. Number four, faith listens. In verse 49, it says, Jesus said to him, or he said to them, call him, that they tend to blind Bartimaeus, and they said, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. And I, I, I'm aware that at that point, Bartimaeus must have turned his antennas on so that he could hear what Jesus was going to say. Because it was clear that he now had Jesus' attention. And I feel that with faith, one way of expressing our faith is actually making time to listen to God. Very, very, very important. If we're going to excel in this whole area of faith we have to make time to listen to God and blind Bartimaeus he did that so he gave Jesus his attention and I remember one time we were traveling up to Bedford I was actually uh, with Steve and Laurie and uh, we were on there is it the M25 and um, there was quite a lot of traffic massive traffic so for a long time we we're just sitting in one place and we had no idea what the problem was eventually I think Steve said all right well let's just, you know, check out the radio stations. They might say something. And then once, you know, we tuned to one of the radio stations, they said, oh, there's been a, a diesel spillage uh, on this section of the road. And so they've blocked this section and that section. So once we got that info, it meant that for the rest of the journey, our ears were open to any new developments. If we didn't tune in and then make time to listen, we could have missed out and maybe just gone the wrong way. But it was very, very, very important that we tuned in and then opened ourselves up to what was happening. And same with faith. One key way of expressing our faith is learning to listen to what God says. So in Luke chapter 8, verse 18, Jesus says, consider carefully how you listen. John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. And in the coming year, we, we, we ought to be a people who make it a point to listen. It's so vital. You see, when you listen to God and you hear him and you act on what he says to you, the results are often phenomenal. Psalm 139 says to us, 
every day of our lives has actually been ordained by him. And he knows each one of them. So for me, I'm wanting to know God's ultimate plan. If he already knows what my life is going to, you know, pan out to be, then I want to know. And so I make time to listen. And God calls his church to make time to listen to him to make time to come on board and connect with him so we can partner with him. And especially in this exciting season of one church, four venues, hey, God is saying, come on board. I want you to listen because I will be speaking some exciting things to you. If we don't listen, we are going to miss out. God calls us to listen. Faith listens. Number five, faith dislodges us. What I mean by that is this. Simply put, faith will change your position. Blind Bartimaeus for a long time had been sitting on the floor begging. When he encountered Jesus, well, they said to him, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. He had to change his position. You consider Abraham, when God called him, he called him from amongst his people. Physically, his position had to change. So sometimes it could be a physical change. Other times it could be here in the mind. We have to make some changes. Faith would often move us from the familiar to the unfamiliar. It would move us from the known to the unknown. It would move us to the enjoyable to the not so enjoyable. Faith often dislodges us. If we're going to embrace faith and run in God's plans and purposes, we should get ready to be dislodged. For some people, it might mean changing jobs. For some people, it might mean, you know, moving countries. For some people, it might mean, you know, with a move into Bexhill, maybe moving into a new area. Faith will always dislodge us. Number six, quickly, Faith obeys or is responsive. And I want to just share a story here with you. I like to to share ultimately from scripture, but I also am aware that God works out his truth in our lives. And so I like to share, you know, things that God uh, does with me as well. So a couple of um, uh, months before we came out, my wife and I were faced with a, I, I don't want to say it was a, a problem or anything, but we, we had to do some major building work and the bill was quite a huge one. We needed around about 3,000 pounds. And it was one of those bills that just come from nowhere and you have to respond immediately. If you had time to say save, that would be great. But it was such that we needed to do it immediately. And um, so we started praying about it. And I remember... Every prayer meeting, I'll say to God, God, please, you've got to do something about this. In faith, God, you, you, you really should please come through for us. Nothing, nothing. Then one day I woke up and guess what? I really felt God say to me to give a couple in the church. Now, this, this is quite, you, you really should stay with me because we were living in Ghana at the time. I really felt God say to me to give a couple in the church a hundred pounds. Now, we don't use sterling in Ghana. We use CDs and pesos. And God, I really, you know, you know those moments when you, you know you have heard from God. You know you've heard him, but you pretend as though you have not heard him. You know, the, you, you know what I mean? I, I, I had clearly, God said, give this couple a hundred pounds. The funny thing was that this couple 
who were in our church, well, I would say had more money than my wife and I. And so I thought, God, this doesn't make sense. I, I would expect that you would say to them to give us some money. But you, so you see, so I, was, I, was, I said, so God, this cannot be from you. Because the way it works is that you tell them to give us some money. And I could also justify it by the fact that we needed the money at the time. Interestingly, my wife and I had actually been saving, so we had some sterling at home. I thought, God, did you, you, you knew about this, didn't you? That's why you, you, know, you, you actually asked me to do this. So I, I, I said to my wife, look, this is what I feel God is saying. I was hoping that my wife would say to me, uh, Sam, let's not do it. We need the money, you know. <laughs> my wife looked at me and said, just do it. I thought, what? She said, even if you didn't hear clearly from God, you would still be blessing them anyway. All right. So I, I got the money, put it in an envelope. I arrived uh, at this place where, because they, um, they had their kids in our school. And so I knew that they would be bringing them that morning. So I was waiting with the envelope in my pocket and just thinking that God will say, Sam, I was just joking. It was just a game. You can keep your money. <laughs> Finally, his car comes into the, the drive and I'm thinking, oh no, this is really not happening. Eventually, I walked up to him and then I said to him, hey, listen, I really felt God wanted us to give you and your family this gift. So I have obeyed and have given, I've come to give it to you. And I was really hoping that he would say, oh, we actually don't need it. You can keep it. But guess what? He didn't say that. But interestingly, this is what he said. He said to me, Sam. Thank you very much for this gift. Now listen, over the last couple of days, we have not even had any food at home. We have not paid the fees for our kids. This gift is going to be a huge blessing for us. At this point in time, I'm thinking, all right, God, it must have been you then. But we are still short of a hundred pounds. A few days after that, my wife and I are at home. We get a call from some friends who said, oh, would you guys like to Skype? I'm like, yeah, sure. So we get on Skype. We're having a chat. At one point in the conversation, they say, oh, and you, you guys, you mentioned this thing about, you know, this project and all that. Whereabouts are you guys? I'm thinking, all right, I'm listening now. And then they said, we would like to give you a gift. Said, wow. We were expecting, you know, just something very little. They said, well, how much? Then they said, how much would you guys like? to give to you i'm thinking oh is that like a blank check then <laughs> then i said well anything really we need to run about three thousand pounds they said we'll give you four thousand five hundred pounds at this point i'm sitting on the floor and i'm thinking god thank you for helping me respond in faith you know and blessing those guys but you see, God is amazing. When those guys gave us that gift, a few days later, they were in their home and then they had some guests. And as the guests were leaving, the guests said to them, we have just come into a lot of money and we feel we want to give you some. So we want to give you a check for 10,000 pounds. I thought, wow, this one, I'm thinking, okay, I want to get back to the, to the end of the queue again so this thing can just continue, you know, to multiply. But I'm just sharing because it had to take some listening. It had to take 
some response on our part. It wasn't the easiest. I'll be, I wouldn't stand here and pretend as though it was easy. We needed the money at the time. But the way God chose to actually bless us and meet our need was to get us to also bless somebody. So just the importance of listening to God and coming on board and being responsive and doing what he, he says to us. Number seven, faith is clear what it wants. Verse 50, 51, when he was asked what he wanted, he said, I want to see. He was very, very clear. I want to see. John 14, verse 13, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Number eight, faith receives. Certainly in this context, or in the story, he received what he asked from God. I also want to say about the fact that there are times when we don't receive. And oftentimes, disappointment sets in. And I really want to recommend Natalie's talk on disappointment. Because there are, there are times when we ask for this and it comes. So sometimes God says yes. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says wait. But through it all, our God is with us. Certainly in the story, he received what he asked of God. And then finally, faith embraces Jesus. Just to touch on the fact that it is not so much the things we can get from God or from Jesus, it's very much wanting him for who he is. Amen. And so even though God would want to bless us, even though God loves the fact that we've got faith and we can trust him for this one and that one, the things in themselves shouldn't suddenly, you know, shield us or basically prevent us from reaching out to God. It should ultimately be the fact that we embrace Jesus himself. So even though he will do this one and that one and this one and that one, the ultimate goal is that we embrace Jesus. And it says about blind Bartimaeus. After he received his sight, it says that he followed Jesus along the way. For him, it wasn't just a matter of receiving his sight. It was very much, I want to be with this man. I want to make him my everything. Faith ultimately embraces Jesus. Shall I just go over them quickly, just in case you have forgotten? Uh, so number one, uh, faith seeks Jesus. Uh, number two, faith acknowledges Jesus. Uh, number three, faith perseveres. Number four, faith listens. Number five, faith dislodges. Number six, faith obeys or is responsive. Number seven, faith is clear what it wants. Number eight, faith receives. Number nine, faith embraces Jesus. I was aware that there were going to be children amongst us. And so if you don't mind, I want to put my teacher hat on and then just maybe do a little actions for each one of these things. Is that okay? Just so that you don't forget, all right? Oftentimes when I listen to preachers, once I get out, I forget. That's not true. Uh, but I want to just do some little actions at the end. You know, we can all, we can all be children tonight and then hopefully we can remember these things. So when I, I talk about faith seeks Jesus, okay, can we, can we all just do this, all right? 
So faith seeks Jesus. Okay, you can all do that. That would remind you. So anytime you go like that, faith seeks Jesus. Number two, faith acknowledges Jesus. All right, do you want to do a thumbs up? Faith acknowledges Jesus. Great. So faith seeks Jesus. You can turn around and look at your friend. That's fine. <laughs> Secondly, faith acknowledges Jesus. Thumbs up. Number three, faith perseveres. Can you go like that? Faith perseveres. All right. Faith perseveres. Faith perseveres. All right. Those sleeping are waking up now. Number four, faith listens. Just like that. Faith listens. Yeah. Faith listens. Number five, faith dislodges. You, you could just, you know, just move your, your leg like that. So faith dislodges. All right. Yeah. Faith dislodges. Number six, uh, faith obeys. Just nod your head. Faith obeys. All right. Or it's responsive. Number seven, faith is clear what it wants. Just point at something. I know what I want. That, yeah. Faith is clear what it wants. Number eight, faith receives. You can just open your palms and faith receives. Okay. And then number nine, faith embraces Jesus. That's it. All right. All right. Shall we just stand together? Just um, at the end, just two things I, I would want um, us to do tonight. Um, ultimately, we will be available here in front. Um, Steve, the leaders, myself, if you obviously are here, you, there's no faith in there you'd like to, you know, maybe talk about uh, some of the issues I raised, please do feel free to come and then um, speak to us. Um, I, I would want to just pray for all of us, if it's all right, uh, that God will just you know, if there's any doubt in there, if there's any unbelief in there, God will just really uh, clear that, so that we can come on board with him. Um, and then I also want to say about the fact that we will be available here in front. If there's any uh, difficult situation that you would like uh, prayer for, please do feel free and um, come to the front and, and speak to us about that. We would, we would gladly uh, pray for you. But I particularly wanted to highlight that line in there, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. I feel somebody here needs to hear that. Cheer up. All right. God would say to you, cheer up. All right. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. God wants you to, to cheer up. And then another thing I felt God uh, just uh, bring to mind. I don't know whether this makes sense, but there was a sense of, um, uh, what do you call, is this self, self-harming? Is that what you call it? Something about somebody self-harming. I, I don't know. It was just something I felt God just impressed upon me. So if, if that applies to you, maybe when you're on your own, you probably cut yourself or do stuff to hurt yourself. If you'd like to um, talk, come and talk to Steve or myself or the other um, uh, church leaders about that, that would be great. We would gladly uh, pray. Uh, with you. But can I, can I just uh, pray for us now and then we'll go on with the other things. Father God, I, I just thank you that you, you work in our hearts. Uh, thank you that you bring freedom uh, to us. I thank you that uh, this thing called faith is so vital to uh, our lives as, as your children, as believers. 
Uh, it is actually a part of our DNA. Your, your word helps us see the fact that we are saved by grace through faith and the fact that we, we walk uh, by faith and not by sight. I thank you that this is such a key part of our lives together. And tonight, I want to ask Jesus that if there is any doubt or unbelief in any heart, Father Lord, you will blow it away. I really want to ask freedom for your people, renewal of our faith, that you would bring a freshness to us. You really will come through and meet with each one of us. I pray for faith that begins to seek you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will draw us to yourself. Would you come in power here and now and begin to work in our hearts? Jesus, we look to you. I thank you that you are wanting to bring each one of us to a very special place. And so, would you work in our hearts? 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 We give you the freedom to have your way. Work in our hearts. I pray that as we begin this new year, it will be us running with you. It will be us soaring on wings like eagles. It will be us flying with you. I really want to ask that you would call each one of us to yourself tonight. Father, would you renew? 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 Would you renew faith in every heart? Jesus, I thank you because you always hear us. And Father God, for those who have some level of fear or are afraid of one thing or the other, those who are having to really persevere, I want to ask for grace for them. You say your grace is sufficient for us. And I pray, God, that they would know this truth in those situations, that your grace is sufficient for them. I pray, God, that they would know that you are with them. They would know that they are not alone, no matter the situation. I pray and I ask that you will come through for them in your power, in your majesty, in your might. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come through for them. Jesus, we love you. We love you with all our hearts. And we thank you that you are at work in us. Oh, to you be all the glory. To you be all the honor. To you be all the praise. Jesus, be lifted up. I thank you for this new season that you're bringing us into. Thank you for this new walk of faith. I pray that ultimately our goal will be to embrace you. Ultimately, our goal would be to be with Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you very much. For that. Great. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Sam, for serving us so well. Um, please do take the opportunity if uh, one of those... Uh, Areas that specifically that Sam highlighted is something you'd like prayer for. Maybe you're struggling with, with faith, haven't even really come to faith. Then maybe today is a good chance just to respond. Come and talk to us at the front and we can help you with that. Other than that, we've got um, some snacks at the back. Tea and coffee is being served. No need to rush off. 
and uh, wish you a very happy rest of 2017. Thank you.